0: God is good and all the time. Amen. It's good to be back. I had uh forgotten that your numbers had increased to the point that <laughs> I saw all those cars out there and I says, Wow, I'm gonna have quite a congregation this morning. Be thankful. Let's bow our heads, shall we, this morning? First, for Heavenly Father, we thank you. We praise your holy name that you give us the freedom, the opportunity in this wonderful country still yet to worship you, to learn of you, and to have our own individual copies of your word. We ask now, dear Father, that as we go into the scriptures, That you will open our minds, open our heart. And that each person here, whatever age, whatever sex, whatever dear Father, is different between us, that we all have something that the Holy Spirit will give us this morning. And we thank you and we praise you in the name of Jesus. Amen. Opening text this morning was, And let the peace of God... And of course this is a season they say, right, but let the peace of God rule in your hearts to the which also you are called in one body and be ye thankful. In times past when I've spoken here, I uh, covered a few different stories in Daniel How many of y'all remember any of those? And I started way back at the beginning when Daniel was taken captive. And you know, when he was taken captive, well, there was a principle within their hearts of the four Hebrew children, including Daniel here. Well, sometimes we'll talk about the three Hebrew children when we're talking about Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. But remember, they were with Daniel. And when they entered, they, uh, they didn't feel right. To eat of the king's meat and everything, the special dishes and stuff he had. It went against what they would normally eat. And God had given them uh, an understanding of what would be best for them. And so they wanted to refuse this, which most people would say, wow, we're blessed. But they refused it. To honor God, because in their mind they had this principle that we find in 1 Corinthians 10.31. Anybody know what's in 1 Corinthians 10.31? Okay, in 1 Corinthians 10.31 we're told that no matter what we do, even when it comes down to eating and drinking, we should do to the glory of God. That's right. So anyway... Uh, look at Daniel chapter 1. Daniel chapter 1, and we're going to go to verse 8. And I might have got a little bit out of order back there. I'm sorry if I did. Daniel chapter 1, verse 8. It says there, Daniel purposed in his heart that he would not defile himself with the portion of the king's meat, nor with the wine which he drank. Therefore, he requested of the eunuchs that he might not defile himself. If you'll go to uh, 15, we find the results of that because my sermon's not revolving around this story. I'm just kind of connecting it back to where we've been before. So we find that he asked for this. The, The eunuch, he was afraid to give him his request, thought he'd get in trouble because they'd end up weak and everything. But indeed, in verse 15, we find out that at the end of a test of 10 days that Daniel proposed to the eunuch that eating what they had asked to eat and be served according to what they had asked for, their countenances appeared fairer and fatter in flesh than all the children which did eat the portion of the king's meat. But it didn't stop there. I'm going to go now. We find that uh, if we go, that, uh, well, I wanna go before I go to this verse, I wanna go to Romans 8 28. They learned through this process that all things are meant to work together for good. Matter of fact, how much so? Okay, they finally went before the king after a much longer period of testing, as it were, after all their training and testing, and they're still eating nothing but their vegetables and stuff. They're not eating of the king's portion. But anyway, after all that time goes by, we go over here, <clears throat> excuse me, verse uh, 17. As for these four children, God gave them knowledge and skill in all learning and wisdom, and Daniel had understanding in all visions, and in all matters of wisdom and understanding, the king inquired of them and he found them to be ten times better than all the magicians and astrologers that were in all his realm. By the way, the end of that chapter I emphasizes the fact that Daniel continued even unto the first year of Cyrus. Indeed, everything did work together for good to them that served the Lord. Amen? And they come to the realization of that in the course of just exercising the faith in God and what God had proposed to them, what God had taught them through their lives before. Do you believe that all things work together for good? Do you believe that everything we do, we should do to the glory of God? Now I want to take it further by saying this, it if therefore, if therefore stands to reason that through faith in God we should be giving thanks always for all things unto God and the Father in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ as we're encouraged to do in Ephesians 5.20. How did you know? <clears throat> for those that are listening to recording, I'm getting worse and somebody brought me some water. It only stands to reason that if we do everything to God's glory, if everything does work together for good, we should be thankful for that, right? So I'm going to carry this a step farther. Let's look at Daniel chapter 2, 19 through 23. We're going now to the point in time where Nebuchadnezzar had that dream. How many remember the dream? and We're not going to go into all the details of the dream. We just know that he had this prophetic dream, as it turned out. And we still look back to those prophecies today. By the way, who had the prophecies given to them? Now, a lot of people are going to say it was Daniel, but it was this atheist, this heathen, King Nebuchadnezzar, that God gave the dream to the first time. So no matter what the circumstances are in your life, or somebody you know that you don't think is worthy of anything, you don't know how God's going to use you. Amen? I just want to make that point before I get any farther. But anyway, he gave this dream to him. Then he asked all these astrologers, magicians, and everybody, he says, Okay, I can't remember what the dream was. I need to know what the dream was. Well, you tell us what the dream is and we'll give you the answer to it. He says, no, I can't do that. Number one, I don't remember it. Number two, you're just trying to buy time because you're fakes. Basically, he finally got down to saying that. And he says, if y'all don't tell me what was the dream I had, you're going to lose your heads. And they said, only the gods would know. That's the only thing they got right. They were right. And, and we, there's only one God, but they were right. It was only the supernatural, divine God that knew the answer behind the dream. After all, he did give him the dream. And humans don't go this far. So anyway, they couldn't do it. So then he says, let's whack them all down. And by the way, Daniel and his... Buddies were going to go too, you know that? I don't know if y'all realize that. And they come around to take them. They come around to take them down, and when they come around to take them down, Daniel says, oh, wait a minute. Well, when I read to you a while ago, he had gained the respect of them people there. He had gained their respect. So when he said, whoa, I, I can get an answer for you, well, the guard held up. And he uh, gave him opportunity to uh, bring this possibility to the king, as it were. Well, Daniel went to his buddies, and they said, Let's pray to God, and let's seek the answer to this dream. Now, those of y'all that have heard my sermon before, you probably remember... This next point I'm going to make, even before he went to the king. But God gave him the answer. God gave him the answer. He let him see what the dream was he had had. It says in verse 19 of chapter 2, the secret was revealed unto Daniel in a night vision, and then Daniel blessed the God of heaven. Now I want to ask you something. At what point did Daniel bless the God of heaven when he got the answer? How did he know he got the answer? This is the point I tried to make before. I hope I did. Had he been to the king with the answer yet? Had he shared the dream with the king yet? No, but he had faith that what came to him was the answer to the dream. I want to ask you something. How many of y'all got that faith? that if you received a dream after you've been praying for it that you'd be totally convinced that it's going that that was from God not something your mind cooked up and you'd feel comfortable to go to somebody that's gonna whack your head off if you got it wrong I'm gonna tell you something I don't think I got that kind of faith but Daniel had the faith that not only was he sure he got the dream but then he blessed he thanked God then and there, him and the others, before they had even been to the king to test as it were, the truth of the matter. It says Daniel answered said, "Blessed be the name of God forever and forever, wisdom and might are his, And he changeth the times and the seasons, he removeth kings and setteth up kings, He giveth wisdom unto the wise and knowledge to them that know understanding. He reveals the deep and secret things. He knows what is in the darkness and the light dwells with him. I thank Thee, and I praise Thee, O God of my fathers, who hast given me wisdom and might, and hast made known unto me now what we desired of Thee, for Thou hast now made known unto us the king's matter. Daniel was sure his prayer had been answered. And he gave thanks in the in the line of adversity in the face of adversity the threats the punishment that was being imposed brought out by the king was not something to scare him he had somebody greater to depend upon and he gave thanks in the face of adversity Are we that sure of where God stands in our life this morning? Should we be? Amen. You know, right now, y'all are on the verge of celebrating another season that's supposed to be memorializing, as it were, the great gift of God's Son upon this earth. We're supposedly exercising our faith in what He came to do. And, of course, it didn't end at the cross. Christ then gra- granted the Holy Spirit that gave us power and victory over the sins that beset us every day. Amen? Thanksgiving, Thanksgiving, like we just was celebrating recently, it should not be confined to any particular man-made holiday. Or holidays wherein we may try to remember and or think about some of the things for which we may be thankful and express our gratitude in some meager way before stuffing our faces. But rather especially even on days of worship such as this, we should reflect on the blessings and opportunities. And indeed Daniel considered that situation he was in, not something to be afraid of, but an opportunity again to witness for the Lord. Amen? But we should not just go for these times only, but throughout. Every moment of every day and every challenge and every opportunity we have to thank God. How is it then that with all the bad things that seem to be thrown in our path to distract us and to wear us down, that we should even hope, though, to be thankful in this day and age? I know it doesn't make sense logically to a lot of us. Even yet, even in the last few days, there are times that I'm faced with scenarios I don't think about being thankful. I get distracted. Do you? I can't even begin to tell you how many times I've begged to be relieved of just the number of temptations that come my way. How about you? I don't know how many times I say god if only it just take the temptation away I could stand stronger stand firmer and do what you want me to do a lot better telling god how to do things but anyway I've done it have you after all it seems that you can't even get out of bed or simply turn around sometimes without something disrupting your life In answering this question, now we go to James 1, verse 2. There it says, My brethren, count it, what? All joy when you fall into divers temptations. Say, what? I fall into divers temptations. Count that as joy. Count that as joy. It's because those very temptations that I get so frustrated and find so much occasion to fall down, but making so many wrong decisions in life. But if on the slim chance that I could consider it joyful, shouldn't I then find reason to be thankful? See, how I'll turn that around. You're going to find that we're going to continue to progress and find there's connections. Connections to a better and better life from the seed of a temptation. As a matter of fact, I want you now to go to the third and fourth verse of James 1. Knowing this, that the trying of your faith works what? Boy, do we get our patience work, don't we? I've driven a bus for the last 10 years and I still lack patience. I tell people that if I'd start driving a bus 10 years earlier, I'd be in jail. Because I had to have children and grandchildren to help build my patience to the point that I could drive a bus. But let patience have her what kind of work? Guys, I want you to catch this. Let patience have her perfect work that you may be perfect perfect, and entire, wanting what? You know, that kind of makes me think of the 23rd Psalm. Anybody remember where I'm talking about? Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. Amen? Do you believe it? Do you have that faith? How many of you like me have prayed emphatically to God? Lord, give me patience. Well, he just told you how he does it. You say, you know, okay, I hear you. I've seen it in the Bible. And, and to a degree, I believe it. But here, First off, you're telling me that that temptation is something I should be thankful for. But I can see how it can build my patience. But let me tell you something. God goes farther with this business of temptation and patience. If you look at 1 Corinthians 10, 13, we're told there's no temptation that has taken you, but such as is common to man. And God is faithful who will not suffer you to be tempted above what? Above that you are able... But we will with the temptation make a way, oh, the inmates like this, but we will make a way to escape that you may be able to bear it. You know what that means? He's got our backs. He's got our backs. So don't be worrying about when the next temptation's coming along. Don't fret and carry on when, when something does face you on how on earth are you going to have... God, this one... I know what you're saying in your word, but this is just too much. Trust Him. I tell you what, if Daniel's not concerned about somebody saying they're about to whack their head off, you ain't got a problem. Amen? Now... We're going to go deeper into full detail, and I'm going to bring this thing down to a close. 2 Peter 1, verses 2 through 8. This is the full detail of how God works from something we would find impossible to deal with to the point that we got patience and beyond. 2 Peter chapter 1, verses 2 through 8. Say amen when you got it. Well, you got it up there. That's cheating. But anyway, we got it. Grace and peace be multiplied unto you through the knowledge of God. And of who? Jesus, our Lord, who's done what for us? He's come. He gave his life for us. By the way, I want to emphasize something. Now, generally when we say gave his life, what are we saying? He died for us. But guess what? There's another twist to the very same phrase. He did give his life for 33 years for you to see your father. Amen? For you to know his love. He spent 33 years in a dump of this earth as compared to heaven that we might be drawn ever closer to Him. He gave His life in more ways than one that we might enjoy that which is His when we deserve what He got. Amen? According as His divine power has given unto us all things that pertain unto life and goodness through the knowledge of him that has called us to glory and virtue whereby are given unto us you talk about a gift whereby are given unto us exceeding great and precious promises that by these ye might be partakers of the divine nature now, you remember what I read there about God and temptation? He said that He always makes a way for us to escape. And now here we come back around. Uh, we may have partaker, be partakers of divine nature having escaped the corruption that is in the world through lust. And then here we go. Eat this all up, guys. And beside this, giving all diligence... Add to your faith in God. Add to your faith virtue. It doesn't stop. And to virtue, knowledge. And to knowledge, temperance. Remember Daniel in the first chapter with his three Hebrew buddies? And to temperance, patience. It didn't stop. And to patience, what? Goodness. And to godliness, and to godliness, brotherly kindness, and to brotherly kindness, charity, which is love. For if these things be in you and abound, they make you that you shall neither be barren nor unfruitful in the knowledge of our Lord Jesus. Christ. Wasn't that something how we started way down here with a temptation, and now we're almost to perfection? <laughs> because God is limitless in how much He has to offer, to give, and to see you through. How many believe that this morning? How many want to say this morning? Lord, I believe. Help my unbelief. Lord, I'm thankful. Make me more thankful. Lord, I have faith. Make me have more faith. Help me to realize, God, the blessings in each and everything that confront me each day. Amen? Bow our heads, shall we? Merciful Heavenly Father, You know our hearts. You know our needs. You know every conflict we come across in life. Father, we thank you so much for the opportunities we have to be thankful. And now, dear Father, we ask that you help us to realize that we always have a reason to be thankful, no matter how bad things seem. Because just as you worked things through the way you did in the book of Daniel in so many ways, whether it be the threat of losing one's head or whether it be even, dear Father, when Nebuchadnezzar spent all those years living as a wild beast, Father, he found the blessing in that and he was one to you. We never know what the opportunity is going to be next. And we ask, dear Father, that you will open our eyes. We thank you for your Holy Spirit that has been given to us as well. In the name of Jesus, we ask that you walk with us each day, helping us to die daily and to glorify your name. In his name we pray.